Hello everyone and welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we watch Disney+, Plus, tell you what we think about it, give you some facts, and also some history. I'm Amber. I'm Marie. And today we're going to be talking about Bambi. Bambi. So, as usual, we will start off with a synopsis. Yes. So the synopsis off of Disney Plus, which reads, Bambi sets off with his friends Thumper and Flower to explore the wonders of the wood and fulfill his destiny as Prince of the Forest. Okay, sure. (laughs) You know, there's really not that many ways to describe this movie, I guess. So that's probably about as accurate as you can get for a synopsis. Fair enough. Uh, Let me dive into the history then. So, Disney bought the rights for Bambi in April 1937. But um, production didn't start till August 17th, 1939. With the writing finishing in July 1940. But the movie didn't finish until August 13th, 1942. So, for the time, that was quite a lengthy turnaround from what we've seen on other films. Um, The budget was $858,000. And in today's money, that would be $13,217,770.74. That's a very specific number. Well, that's what it is. It opened to mixed critic reviews. Um, some people found it to be lacking the fantasy elements that usually appear in Disney movies, and a New York Republic reporter called it, quote, unpleasant. (laughs) That's such a, like, it's just unpleasant. Well, it's true, and, uh, it, I'm not gonna argue with them. They were running, as usual, over budget. So 12 minutes of the film were cut uh, before it reached final animation stages to save some money. Maybe those 12 minutes would have helped. Maybe, but as we know, during this time in the 40s, uh, especially the early 40s, the studio was plagued by a lot of debt. Uh, the war was making Europe not really a viable market to release films. So money was a big concern. And unsurprisingly, it was a loss when it was first released. It did recoup the loss and went on to make much more money than it cost uh, overall. In 1947, when it was re-released it made it a financially profitable movie. And I mean, from what I saw, it was pretty close what they made right. versus it wasn't, the budget. So it wasn't like a huge, huge loss. It wasn't, but it was still a loss. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, nowadays it's considered a classic. And when it was re-released, people did seem to like it more than when it first came out. So I don't know what that says, but like the critics first said with their mixed reviews, um, I feel like today, if you're not considering it a classic, people just have mixed reviews on the film itself. I mean, a lot of people will like claim trauma due to this movie. Like, they'll have seen it as children Mm. and then refuse to rewatch it as adults because they actually picture it as much worse than it actually is. Well, it was going to be much worse. Yes, I do know that. Um, They were going to kill Bambi's mom on screen. Yes, and there's also, even without that aspect, there was also plans of potentially having Bambi go back to her body. Right, also, Walt was all for showing man getting burned in the fire that he set, which is wild. It was, you know, 
It was going to be considered kind of a poetic justice. Yeah, but you burning people alive. I mean, have have we not seen by now? But this was the 1940s. Yeah, for the time. Like, nowadays, seeing a character, a villain, burned alive. And I mean, I, I'm sure it wouldn't have been burned alive. Like, you know, it would have been implied more than directly seen. Nowadays, that really wouldn't be that bad in terms of, like, other villain deaths that we've seen. That's I don't know if you will recall Clayton from Tarzan. You literally see the shadow of his body. That's true. Just hanging there. Yeah, okay. But this is the 40s. Yes, so in the 40s, it was not... I mean, part of it wasn't necessarily... Um, they didn't necessarily cut it because it would have been too much. Because, you know, it would have been a consequence from his own action. But one of the reasons is because they ultimately decided to keep the character of man off screen the entire time. True. Um, for those of you who don't know, Bambi is based on a book. But it's not a children's book. Marie is violently gesturing because she's mad that I'm stepping on her toes. Yeah, you always do that. Um, Did you know it was originally going to be a live action? MGM had bought the rights and they sold them to Walt Disney when they decided it was too difficult to make it into a movie. I did not know it was going to be a live action. How would you make... I guess if they, like, adapted it... From animal to human? I'm not sure. That that was probably the problem they were facing. And they were just like, you know what? Fine. Yeah, Walt Disney, you can buy it. Um, the move to kill Bambi's mom. I'm going to throw in one more fun fact of my own before I give you the full <laughs> reins. Uh, was a controversial move. And Diane Disney, Walt's own daughter, said... like Bambi's mom doesn't have to die and Walt was like well it's in the book and she was basically like you can do what you want you're Walt Disney forget the book yeah like ultimately a lot of things are kept out of the book yeah so but the thing with um this was actually one of the first times or maybe not but for for Disney it was the first time you see you actually meet a character that then meets their demise who is not a villain, who is actually closely related to the protagonist. That's true. Because, yes, Snow White's parents are dead, but by the time the story starts, they already, they already are. Dead. Like, you don't meet them and then they die. Right. So this was unusual for Disney and even for the time. So, we're, we've already stepped into the fun facts, but give us some more. Alright, so in terms of the original novel, which you have mentioned, it was definitely not intended for children, which, I mean, I guess a lot of... The, the... Hunchback of Notre Dame, anyone? <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of <laughs> adaptations have been made, <coughs> sorry, um... To be family friendly and very much edited. Um, you know, in this case, the novel itself is packed with blood and guts action, sexual conquest, betrayal. Uh, About some like deers? Six murderers in the forest. Yeah, I mean, you can make animal like weren't you talking about animal farm the other day? I was, but that's an allegory for communism. Yeah, but I don't Is know. this an allegory for something? I don't know. Maybe it is. I didn't look at the history of the book itself. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so there, there are some scenes and characters that were kept out of the movie as well as some added in. Like, Thumper wasn't actually in the book. Uh, he was added for much-needed comic, uh, comedic relief. Uh, but one of the characters from the novel that they didn't keep in is meant to be Feline's twin brother, 
and Bambi's first cousin, which does also in the book make Feline Bambi's first cousin, which is not surprising because in the animal kingdom, a lot of time it's one male, several females. Anyway, that's not something that they wanted to address in the movie, understandingly so. Anyway, um, his death, so that character dies in the book. Of course. And it's a major plot point in the novel because he is basically initially found by a man while he is wounded, nursed back to health, and then that makes him think, you know, they shouldn't actually maybe be feared. And then he willingly goes up to another man later on, and that person just does straight up shoot him. Man! Yeah. And then there's also, um, in the movie, uh, Bambi, or the Prince of the Forest shows Bambi the corpse of a man who was shot by a fellow human. To kind of be like, you know, man is not all-powerful or immortal. So I guess this is more in the part where the Prince of the Forest takes on Bambi under his wing. I guess. But I wonder why they didn't show a corpse. (laughs) I don't know. So yeah, lots of dark stuff that was kept out of the movie, understandingly so. But uh, makes you wonder if they remake a live-action Bambi at some point. (laughs) Because apparently they're on the road to remaking all of them. Which, you know what, I'm not 100% against if they do them well, I don't mind. But I have some thoughts, and we're going to keep those for later. When we watch the live action movies, <laughs> which is going to be a while from now. Unless we change up the concept of how we're doing these episodes. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that's about what I have for the book portion of trivia. Uh, now, the movie itself, it was the last full-length animated feature made by Walt Disney until Cinderella. Okay. Because, of course, of World War II. Right. So there was lack of workers who were in the military service, uh, and then also materials necessary to make films. Were scarce. Also, Walt Disney did do a lot for the war effort. Yes. So their time, I'm guessing, was probably the resources that they did have was used for propaganda. For propaganda films. Yeah. Yeah, which, uh, best known of which were featuring Donald Duck. Yes. Yep. Uh, this is also the first and one of the few Disney features, uh, where the songs, well, at the time, because now there's Mm -hmm. a little more of them, I guess, uh, but where the songs were not sung by any of the film's characters. Like, everything is sung off screen. It's basically just music in the background. Um... Which, yeah, at the time, and even up until fairly recently, I mean, I guess you can throw in there, like, the sword and the stone, maybe, the black cauldron, but other than that, a lot of the most famous, popular Disney movies you can think of are very much musical. Um, They did also have to bring in some extra props to help along with the design of the Prince of the Forest, because no matter how much they tried and no matter how skilled the animator, they just couldn't draw his antlers accurately because it's, you know, with perspective and angling, Mm -hmm. very complicated. So they actually made a plaster cast of real antlers, which was then filmed at all angles. And the footage was rotoscoped onto animation cells. Okay. That's a lot of... That's a lot of work. A lot of work. Pretty interesting technique. But I guess if they couldn't get the look right... Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. I've got one more fact. Uh, The music thing made me think... The characters don't sing, but the characters also don't speak that much. Only about 950 words are spoken during this entire 71-minute long movie. And no wonder I thought, at some points, it was just so boring. Because there is nothing being said. I think also because this kind of touches a little bit on the concept of Fantasia with April Showers. Mm. Because it's basically just a song 
that's timed to music. Time to music. A song that's timed to music. <laughs> a theme that's timed to the music that reflects what's going on on screen. Right. And too much of that starts to feel tedious, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Uh, Something else is... Now, you didn't mention how long the production took for this movie, which, especially at the time for them, was unusual. And one of the reasons for that is because Disney himself and his staff kept having ideas about new scenes and characters, so they would spend time developing them and then just end up discarding them because they didn't fit in the film. Mm Mm-hmm. One example was a brief scene that was set to have Bambi step on an anthill and then it would depict some disturbed ants. Uh, and then they started working on depiction of the damage, the ant civilization, uh, detailed plans for the characters of the ants. And then ultimately they decided the scene was irrelevant to the plot and discarded all the work yeah, that was done for it. It sounds irrelevant. It does, but I mean, does it sound more irrelevant than some of the other scenes That's in there? True. Let's be real. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, now, the movie itself was initially supposed to premiere in a very, very small theater, the Lincoln Theater. Lincoln theater in Damariscota, Maine, USA. This is because Morris Day, who was an animator with Disney, brought the book to his attention. And when he decided to make the movie, he thanked him by planning to hold the premiere in his hometown. But then the state of Maine was like, maybe not, because Maine has a fairly large population of hunters. And they were like, I think they might take offense to this. Okay, well, actually, one of the reviews uh, was from the outdoorsmen, and they were angry at the depiction of sportsmen in this film. And it's like, well... I mean, ultimately, it it is... First of all, there's not really a depiction, because you never see men. Exactly. Secondly, that's just what it is. That is exactly what hunting is. Right. Like, sure, like, well, first of all, the hunting evolves from a need to provide food. Right. It has grown, in in a lot of cases, that's still what it is, like, you know, very few people go around shooting animals and then just letting them rot in the forest. But it has evolved to be also sort of a sport. Right. And... You know, I don't think the movie depicts it as more or less than it is. It shows right. a different side of the metal, which is... These ugh. animals have families, you monsters! <laughs> okay, well, that's what they take offense to, I'm sure. Uh, you know, at the same, we don't know... My mom hunts. Yeah, no, I'm just saying we don't know what animals... We don't know the range of feelings that animals get. I do think they get a lot more than we give them credit for. Um, I'm looking at our cat right now, and I can tell you, she has so many feelings. I don't know. She looks pretty bored right now. Are we boring you, Kiara cat? We are. That's sad. Anyway. Um, although Maine, the state did not want the film to premiere over there. They did help with the movie by sending two fawns, named Bambi and Feline, Mm -hmm. to the Disney studio to be kept as pets while the artists studied the movements and behavior. And then once they were grown, they were released in Griffith Park nearby the studio, which hopefully there's not a lot of hunting in California. Question marks! I mean, I don't know what... The 1940s had it looking like. But these poor deer were like, what, just kidnapped from the forest and then given to a studio for some months to be studied and then thrown back into a different wild? Yeah, that that sounds like it. Unless, like, Griffith Park is it close to, I don't know. I don't know where Griffith Park is. It just says nearby, so I would assume it's close to the studio. But, uh, yeah, that's 
that's probably not great. Um, that at that point they probably should have just kept them in captivity. Oh, it depends on how they reintroduce them to the wild, I guess. Like if they just threw them back in willy nilly, that's not great. Yeah. Uh, if they actually properly reintroduce them to the wild, which I don't know how common I mean, a practice that was in the forties. It's a pretty big green area. Yeah, so I'm sure it was fine. Well. Other than the fact that they were taken away from their... Like, these are fawns. Yeah, they didn't learn how to be deer in the... Growing up in the forest? I I was going more on the aspect that they were taken away from their mommies. (sighs) Anyway. Well, I guess that's accurate, in a sense. (laughs) And then they did also have some other animals kept in the Disney Zoo for the same purpose. But uh, those animals probably stayed in the Disney Zoo (laughs) afterward. Um, Now, the character of Man was ranked 20th villain on the American Film Institute's list of the 100 greatest heroes and villains. Okay, we're going to have our villain ranking. And I hope you aren't going to disagree with the statement. I disagree. Have, he's just a man, like... Ugh. Well, this, we're not there yet. Man, this isn't, like, a single character. It's an, it's an allegory for all of mankind and the damage we cause to nature. And, like, yeah, that makes us villains. But he has no compelling arc. He's not, like, there's no backstory. He's just a man and stupid and selfish. That's not a great villain. That's just humanity at work. Okay, well, I guess I know what kind of ranking you're going to give this villain. Low. Uh, They did, based on that character, well, not based on the character himself, but... Uh, they did use the code phrase, Man in the Forest, which was used by Disney employee when Walt himself was coming down the hallway. You know. And one fact that I found particularly funny. In December 2018, a Missourian poacher was sentenced to one year in prison for illegally killing deers for trophies. Now, that's not the funny part. That's just sad and rude. Uh, the funny part is, as part of his penalty, he was required to watch this movie once a month. What? What judge? Okay. <laughs> I need to talk to this Missouri judge who was like, so, you're gonna do community service, you got a fine, also, you have to watch Bambi once a month. Like, do they send somebody to watch it with him? Do they make sure he doesn't have his phone on him? He can't, like, be texting. He's in prison. I don't think he can have his phone. He's not in prison. He was sentenced to Ah. one year in prison. So, in prison, they just pull him aside and they're like, it's Bambi time. Yeah. And all the other, (laughs) all the other people in the prison are like... That's what you get, man. <laughs> I just don't understand the judge being like, Bambi is a really underappreciated film. And, <laughs> and maybe, it needs to get more views. Maybe if you watch it 12 times, In a you year. will learn to appreciate it. And when you get out, you Spread will have a better understanding of nature, but also... You will like Bambi, and you will tell your kids, and your kids will like Bambi, and we're just going to have a generation of, like, is he sentencing all illegal deer poachers to watch Bambi? This is what I need to know now. Is it a standard? What, is he just a Bambi fanatic? What gave him this idea? I don't know. I guess the idea that so many people find the movie to be, like, dramatic because of the death of his mother. So they were like... This is what, this is the pain you've inflicted. Look at this baby deer. Look at this fawn just curled up in his little hole, just crying away. If he's killing deer for trophies, he probably does not have any feelings about the deer. And he's not going to have any feelings about cartoon deer. (laughs) Yeah, actually, probably, I would say, after... After he got out of prison, he was probably like, 
I'm gonna go shoot myself a damn deer. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't think that would have served the purpose. They wanted it to. I don't think so either. Wait, he's still in jail! I mean, it depends when... No, love, it's... We're in December of 2019. Yeah, and it was December 2018. Oh. Yeah, so I guess maybe this maybe month was his last... Maybe he's watching Bambi. Right now, maybe today is his last viewing of Bambi in prison. What a momentous occasion. Sir, if you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> Reach out to us. Let us know how it was. We would love to interview you. No, we wouldn't. I would love to interview you about, one, why did you do that? Two, did Bambi change your mind? <laughs> oh, goodness. That's that's good. Uh, and I have one last little fact here which is actually in regards of the copyright status of the Bambi character and other Disney characters based on the original novel. Um, so, Salton, Felix Salton, who wrote the novel, mm-hmm. copyrighted it and the characters. He sold the film rights to Sidney Franklin, but retained all the other rights. Uh, Franklin then passed his rights to Walt Disney, who created the film based on them. Right. Uh, however... He then went on to use the character in comic books, right. as well as other media, which were not explicitly covered by the, the original right. deal. Okay. Yep. So, uh, Sultan and his family continued to hold the rights to the novel and the characters until 1993, and they never really challenged the practice, like with Disney. But then... In 93, the Sultan family rights were sold to publishing house Twin Books, uh, and they pretty much immediately soon uh, sued Disney Company for copyright infringement. Uh, there were a lot of trials, but so far they have been inconclusive, and currently both companies have rights to versions of the same characters. I mean, I think I'm not a lawyer, but I'm going to give you my law opinions. My law opinions are this. He bought film rights, so Disney should have never been able to publish anything that wasn't a film film. with those characters. However, the owners of the copyright at that time did not do anything. And I don't know if there's a statute of limitations on copyrights, but this is... From the 40s to 93 is like 50 50 years. So I would think that a judge is not going to rule on this unless Disney now were to publish a book with the characters. I mean, since 93, I wouldn't be surprised if they had... Like, just kind of those... I know, I remember when I was little, I owned these very, very small, very thin books. Little golden books? I don't know if they were... Because they were in French. So, I don't know if they were the... Le Livre (laughs) d'Or? I don't know if they were the French version of what those are. If they were just, like, books on their own. I don't think... No, I don't... It wasn't that. I probably still have them at home, honestly, in my parents' house. I don't think I got rid of them. Um, But yeah, it it was just, they made, although I did have, actually I had some of them, maybe. Anyway, point is, it's very likely that they might have made, uh, or maybe that's the one movie they skipped based on the copyrights. Maybe. But it looks like they made a lot of them, and it's not necessarily based on when they were made either. If they're still being sold today, which they are, right? It still applies. So, if there is a book, if there is a book about Bambi, which there is, that's yeah, still being there's sold a today. Bambi little golden book. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. Two thousand four. It's interesting to me that that's not the problem. Um. But we are not a copyright podcast. No, we're not. But we want to talk about staying power. 
How much staying power does Bambi have? Well, it's interesting we talk about copyrights and what is permissible because Bambi has appeared in two video games. Number one, can you guess? Is it Kingdom Hearts? It is Kingdom Hearts. Pew, 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 pew. What does Bambi do in Kingdom Hearts? You summon Bambi to your aid. What? Yeah, Bambi helps you out in a fight. I assume that's grown-up Bambi. I've never... Here's the thing. I don't know if anyone listening is a video game player. But, you know those video game players that are like, nah, because you can only summon so many times. I was always a person who wanted to save... Okay, I'm just looking it up right now. It's Baby Bambi. It's Baby Bambi. But, you know, when you want to, you're afraid you're going to need something later. So you're like, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I never summoned anyone in all of the original Kingdom Hearts game because I was so afraid that I was going to need it later. And then I just, I got through the final fight without ever using it. So I never summoned any of the characters. But you could summon Bambi if you wanted to. Also, Bambi has his own video game. That's right. Released in 2006, the PlayStation 2 classic. Is it a hunting game? Bambi. (laughs) Wow. Shame. Uh, You know, like that Nintendo game where you... With the ducks? ducks. Yeah. No. You're a monster. (laughs) I am, man. No, Bambi has his own PlayStation 2 game that came out in 2006. Called Bambi hyphen the Fawn's Journey. Okay. I never played it. However, <laughs> it does exist. I believe you. There is, of course, Bambi 2 that came out uh, also around that same time during the yes. era of sequels. Bambi 2, which is really Bambi in between, mm-hmm. which is basically the same as. With Tarzan 2. Tarzan 2. That was the... I I guess they were like, we really can't do much with a sequel. They could have went with Lady of the Tramp 2 style and done about the um, babes. Actually, actually, there is a sequel to the novel which follows the children of Bambi. And Disney never acquired the rights to that book. Uh-huh. So, possibly... Could that be why they decided to go with an in-between? I don't know. I didn't look it up. It just came to me. Okay, well then, there we have it. Uh, In the parks, Bambi is nowhere. You know why? Because there's nothing to do with him. That's a lie. April Showers is featured as well as the image of Bambi and flowers in Fantasmic. When they're showing... I am rolling my eyes so hard right now. When they're showing clips... (laughs) On the water screen. Okay, there are no tractions based on Bambi. There are no diners based on Bambi. There are no resorts based on Bambi. Bambi appears in one show. That's that's like throwing out, did you know Remy is part of Happily Ever After? Because he appears on the castle. And it's like, yeah, so do like 50 other movie characters. I mean, that's not your best example because they're currently building an entire ride in the French Pavilion. Yeah, I know. That's what. That's why I'm saying. It's already in France. When we go, when we're going over Ratatouille, I'm not going to be like. And also, Remy is featured in the Out There sequence of <laughs> Happily Ever After. No, so he's like a point two second flash. Um, he's during, more than a point two second. No, Bambi himself. Yeah, well, there's the song. Anyway, there's also merchandise, though. Pins. I feel like there's a baby thumper plush. Maybe a baby Bambi plush. I'm I don't sure. know. There's definitely plushies. Also, what? we just stayed at the Wilderness Lodge, and they feature Bambi in the shower. <laughs> on the tile, okay. on the wall, there's Bambi and Thumper. Right? No. No? Who is it? I mean, there's Chip and Dale. And Nico. there's Bambi. Oh, right. Well, there's Bambi. This is the saddest reach 
that has ever been made in terms of character staying power at a park. So let's talk, what do we usually rank first, villains? Uh, I don't remember. It's been so long since we've recorded an episode. Okay, it's well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do villains. All right. So the villain of man. <laughs> yes, you've already gave your opinion fairly extensively earlier on, but do you want to go over it again? He's not a real villain. I mean, it's not whale, but... (laughs) He's not man out of ten. No, but he is like a two out of ten. Yeah, he shot Bambi's mom. But for all we know, he is a starving person who has a family to feed. Like, that's Animal Kingdom nonsense. We're not gonna... Well, the fact that they never depict him or... Um, build on his character does make it hard to really establish what his motivation for hunting is. Right. If he's hunting for food, I'm not going to fault him for that. Like, yeah, lots of people still hunt for food all over the world. I'm not better than them just because I'm not hunting for my own food. So, two out of ten. Also, starting the fire, I mean... And I was... I mean, I guess it's the. It's like carelessness, but again, yeah, that's not it's not as an evil. accident. But I would argue that if you're that careless, it it's part like, come on. But it's not evil. It's not malicious. You're not. That's the thing. Intent here, because I have no way to gauge what the intent was in these villainous acts. But they're still. I can't. It still has Haven't you ever accidentally set something on fire? No! Well, I have. And it's very easy to do. Almost. It was very brief. You set something... What did you set on fire? Well, I was using a box. I was using long matches, you know, like the... Yeah. few inches long ones. Yeah. And I went to light it against the box. And... The box itself, ha- like, slid a little open, and the thing to light it was on the same side as the head of all the other matches. Mm-hmm. So, all the matches caught fire in the box, <laughs> and my thumb was right next to the heads of the matches. So I burned myself and dropped the box of matches on my parents' hardwood floor. <laughs> and you want to talk about? How carelessness is an uh-huh. evil personality okay. It wasn't carelessness. It was an accident. Why did you... <laughs> why did you let it happen? I, I was burned. It was painful. <laughs> it was a reflex. I have something burning in my hand. I'm gonna let it go. I set a dish towel on fire. On purpose? No! No. Oh. An accident. You've also cooked a few of our plastic bowls. Yeah, like, fire is hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's difficult to deal with. So I'm, I'm sticking with my 2 out of 10 rating because the intent is just unclear. I can't. And, it's and- ambiguous. It is. It's hard, though, because I feel like there's also the implication at the very end. So at first, all the animals are safe in the forest. And then when they go out to the meadow is when they have to be very careful because that is where man can be. And then they go to the meadow when there's no sign of man and then man comes around. They run from the meadow back into the forest. So there's kind of this idea that is there a rule in that society that hunters have to follow, which is you cannot hunt in the forest, you have to hunt in the meadow. Or are the deer just stupid and think that the humans won't go into the forest? Okay, if they've never gone into the forest (laughs) before, I'm going to go by the idea that man does not usually go into the forest. And if man does not usually go into the forest where all the animals are, that's probably because there's some rule in place for hunters we, not to go into the forest. I know don't. nowadays we hunt in forests. 
I'm just saying. We and don't then know. And then at the end of the movie, he goes straight up into the forest. What has changed? Is it the law that has changed? Or is it man just being like, screw it, I'm going in, that's where they are, I'm gonna go kill them all. Okay, first of all, they're not trying to kill them all. And secondly, we don't know enough. What if this person is starving? Of course they're gonna say, forget the law, I'm gonna eat go- plants. You need protein to survive. You've got a whole family. You wouldn't kill a deer for our family? Probably not. What if we were starving? I don't know. This is a hypothetical situation. That's I, I don't defend. own a gun. I'm defending the man here because we don't because we don't know anything about them. We don't know that he wasn't having a starving. You know, this is back in the old days. Birth control is not really a thing. Maybe I have like ten kids. You gotta kill some deer. Okay, well, you can't serve them dandelions forever. You need some deer. You know, actually, what death I find even more traumatizing than Bambi's mom? All of them. No, I mean, (laughs) specifically in that movie. That bird. That's just freaking out in the bushes and then just flies away. And you actually see it fall back to the ground. Yeah, that's... That one, I really... Because, like, I don't know. That one freaks me out a bit more. Like, it's not necessarily sadder, but it's just, like... The panic, the intense panic, you can tell that bird is feeling. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. (laughs) Because, okay, intent matters, but consequences also have a weight. Listen, Bambi was fine. It's not just about Bambi. I was about the forest. Again, like... <sighs> forest fires happen. Yeah, that's not a good thing. I know it's not a good thing, but I don't think but that like, makes every person who's ever accidentally started a forest fire evil. It, it Okay, it depends on what you consider evil. Like, it doesn't make them good. Yeah. Like, if you set a forest on fire on accident yeah but clearly there's something you did that you shouldn't have done and you weren't being careful and what's to say carelessness when you're driving a car and then you run someone over versus carelessness that causes you to set a forest fire that destroys the house of so many animals and potentially also could hurt someone else like okay this is the moral philosophy <laughs> podcast now starring amber and marie um, i'm just saying our forest fires it, equivalent to impaired driving the jury's out no but <laughs> i'm just saying like where do we draw the line that carelessness over one action is better than carelessness over another action if both carelessness can cause hurt and damage, like... Okay, well, I'm not Kant, so I'm not going to weigh in on the moral ethics here. I guess I'm just going to accept your answer of four and move on. Where are you ranking this movie in rewatchability? How often do you want to rewatch Bambi? Um, I don't even know that I entirely watched it the first time but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say less than a year because I'm not gonna discount rewatching it ever again um probably gonna want to traumatize our child when we have one and let them watch this movie I'm gonna say I I don't I don't want to rewatch this movie ever ever again listen it's what if you could skip all of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know which I don't know into the good parts question mark I don't know what the good parts are of this movie uh, it's a beautiful movie artistically it's stunning but they said it best on Drunk Disney I would hang Bambi in my home not the animal the movie <laughs> the art of Bambi I would hang in my home it's gorgeous Um, we never talked about how the uh, 
the lead animator of Bambi did this film, the lead background animator did this film and nothing else. No, we didn't. That's why it's such a unique style. It's a beautiful style. I would hang it in my home. I don't want to watch it again. It's pretty. I will look at pictures of it, but I'm not sitting down and wasting 71 minutes of my time rewatching this. Yeah. The thing is, I think, again, it's just kind of a concept where the plot is following an animal that grows. Right. There's not really, like... Is there really a quest other than for him to grow old? No. Which I guess for maybe a wild animal in a forest where hunters go is a valid quest. Isn't that all our quest? <laughs> There's just... I mean, I would still... I'm still going to watch it again, probably, at some point in my life. But, yeah, there, there's... In terms of plots, it's just a bit on the weak side, Snooze probably because... I, I mean, at this, you have to consider the fact that they took this book, which has a lot of dark elements, and... Sanitized it. Yes, and probably sanitized it to the point where... It lost a lot of its essence, and it was hard to fill back up at that point. So, like, now I'm curious about the book. I'm not going to read it. I don't have time to read it. Too many other books to read. But maybe once I'm done with all those books, who knows? We'll put it on the list. Um, But yeah, no, it's just... I would still watch it once more, potentially. Okay, and what are you going to give it as an overall rating? Do we not have any hot takes on this? Oh, my hot take is snooze fest. (laughs) My hot take is, what a jerk, man. He just knocks her up and also leaves. Like Oh, Bambi? Yeah. At the end? Yeah, at the end. Like, from the beginning, he is alone with his mother and then we go to fine. That's because his dad is the prince of the forest, and apparently he's got two important things to do to be around his family. And then Bambi goes around and does the same thing. And she has two babies. Like father, like son. And like, okay, sure, fine. It's basically what happens in the animal kingdom. That's still rude. I agree. Yeah, and, like, how much of a depiction of the animal kingdom is this? I don't think deers make best friends with... Skunks? Yeah, and bunnies. Like, I'm sure... Okay, I'm sure someone could find a picture of a deer and a bunny hanging around. Like, that picture of a meerkat and a warthog just walking around. But I don't think that's the norm. So, if you were going to stray from the animal kingdom on that, I don't think he had to leave. I think he's a jerk. Alright. Well, what are you giving them the movie overall as a ranking? It's hard because I don't remember what I ranked Dumbo. And I, I want to rank it hard. I, I, I would rank it higher than Dumbo a little bit. Or right around the same. But lower than Snow White. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Although you wrote ranked Dumbo higher than Snow White because you're a spiteful person. I did? Yes. I don't remember that. We got into a fight about it. I was gonna... Oh, no, wait, maybe No, it was, it was Pinocchio. Wasn't it Pinocchio? And something else. I don't know. Fantasia. Okay, maybe you did rank Dumbo. It was the first time I didn't have to replace you. <laughs> so, I don't know. That would make it at least a three, I'm guessing, because you rated Snow White as four. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I'm gonna rank it a three. It's just... Yeah, it's... It's a very pretty movie. Um, again, this is one that I don't really have a nostalgia factor tied to because I don't remember watching it as a child. Uh, I did watch it as a child, and I thought it was boring then, and I still think it's boring now. So I'm going to go ahead and rank it a 2 because I'm a hateful person. That's right. that's it. Next week, we are not going to be watching... Um, Next week 
is the holidays, so we're going to be doing a holiday special. Yeah, next week is or we're we're actually releasing a podcast straight up on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. All right, Merry <clears throat> Christmas. We will be. <clears throat> it's a two for one. We are going to be watching Noel, but we're also going to be watching uh, for Full Court Miracle, a Jewish Hanukkah tradition movie. Right. That's I was also about, about to basketball. say this is news for me, but now I just remembered you didn't mention <clears throat> this previously. Yes, because Hanukkah starts on the 20th, so Hanukkah will still be going when we release it. And I it mean, will be are Christmas. we doing a two-for-one, like, we're reviewing two movies in one episode, yes. or are we doing two episodes? Two, two movies in one episode. There's not All a right. lot of history for either of them. That's fair. <clears throat> so, yep, we'll see you then. And oh, that's it. We're done. That's it. We're done. All right. Well, yeah. So tune in next week. We're gonna finally. We have not. Can you believe we have not watched Noel yet? We haven't. Right. We actually very recently now because we have been doing this podcast, and especially the first week we did the podcast where we did three episodes in a week. We had not had time to actually, like, watch Disney Plus originals. We just started. So we just started watching... We just finished watching the Imagineering story. We just started watching The Mandalorian. We'll have to do mini episodes on those. Yeah. Um, Or an episode per season. I don't know. We'll see how we work out a series. But, yeah, so because we were watching movie... And then the next day recording the episode, or the same day recording the episode, and then, I mean, we don't have much of a life, we have a bit of one. So, yeah, we really just recently started watching Disney Plus originals. And uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. We'll have a lot of thoughts, we'll share those. Uh, But until next time, tell the people where they can find us. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at is it magical streaming on instagram yep yeah so instagram at magical streaming uh you can find us on twitter at stream, stream the magic Ma- is it stream the magic or stream magic stream the magic okay uh and then you can reach us at magical streaming at yahoo.com if you have any comments if you have any questions if you have any suggestions let us know mm-hmm. and until next time Enjoy your magical streaming. Bye-bye.